Hey, hey, friend, here we are at the beginning of a brand new homeschool year. It's just so exciting. Just everything, the new curriculum, the new books, the plans. And after a summer, whether you take a short break or a long break, you're just like, yes, I am ready to get back into routine, have a little bit more predictability. And this first day is so excited. And you might be thinking to yourself, looking at this title and say, why would I be overwhelmed? Like I can't even imagine feeling overwhelmed because there's just so much excitement in the air and we're just looking forward to all the possibilities and everything that we have planned for this homeschool year. And it doesn't seem overwhelming until you do too much and then you realize that was too much. We're overwhelmed. I'm going to get burned out super fast. So today I want to talk to you about the best way to begin your homeschool year so that you can keep yourself from becoming overwhelmed. Now, maybe you've started your homeschool year and you are feeling overwhelmed, or maybe it went well anyway. Listen to today's episode. You can apply this to next year. And don't worry if you did start and it's been a rocky start. Guess what? Today, tomorrow, brand new day. You can have a re- you can hit the restart button. I give you full permission to do that. I'm going to share with you how to do that right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. There are so many feelings attached to the first day of the homeschool year. And whether again, like I said, this is maybe your first year, maybe this is your first, like maybe, maybe this is your first year ever, but maybe this is also your first year of doing things differently. You've made a shift. You made a pivot. Maybe you join clarify your homeschool and you're like, we're doing it differently this year. And you're like, yep, this is going to be a different year. And that's where you're at. Or maybe you've been at this for a while and you kind of know the feelings and the excitement of getting back into the school year. And you know what? The funny thing is, I remember as a public school student being excited about the beginning of the brand new school year and all the possibilities that it had. And so that goes along with whatever our educational choice is. But with homeschooling, us moms, we have a different level of excitement and we want to pour into our kids. We want to spend the time doing really good, enriching activities and having conversations and participating in things and reading books that's going to allow you to meet your goals for this homeschool year. Now, I remember our first day ever of homeschool, and that was 13 years ago. I had a third grader, first grader, and a preschooler. And I can look back at pictures. Once in a while, those pictures pop up and I'm like, oh my goodness, they were so little. And I think the funniest photos that I have, and it wasn't funny at the time, it's only funny in retrospect because the pictures are of my then first grade son. So excited. There's just one photo of him standing in the area that we were going to do our homeschool. We had gotten a table and a bookshelf from some friends and he's standing, he's got his arms stretched wide and he just has 
a completely like gleeful look on his face. <laughs> oh, how the tables kind of turned very quickly within a couple days and over the years of homeschool, he was my kiddo that was typically trying to get out of doing his formal curriculum. And <laughs> so it's just funny when I look back at the picture, I'm like, okay, that's, um, yeah, the excitement only lasted so long, but my excitement continued every single homeschool year. And my other two kids, I would say they were typically pretty excited about the beginning of a new homeschool year. It was just one. <laughs> There's always one, right? There's one that keeps you on your toes and keeps you guessing and keeps you hopping. And that one was mine. But going back to that first week ever, I'm going to tell you right now, it was the longest week of my entire life. I mean, I've had some long weeks, but it was, it did, it was pretty rocky. There was, there were some things. And looking back now, I wish I knew what I am going to tell you now today. So now you do know it and you can make those changes. Again, if you've started and it's going not so great, I am going to encourage you to right now, maybe just take tomorrow, like this episode is coming out on a Monday or Thursday. I'm not quite sure of my schedule. <laughs> Actually, I think it's coming out on a Thursday. I want to encourage you then. This even works better. Take tomorrow off, take the weekend off, regroup, and then start to make your plans as to what you're going to do going forward. Okay, so I just have four very practical things to do in order to start your homeschool year off really well and not become burned out <laughs> within the first week or so, or start to question your decision to homeschool. Cause I don't want you to question it. Okay. The first one here is to start midweek. So start on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And you're like, why would we do that? Everybody else starts on a Monday. Now I know in the U S a lot of schools start the day after labor day, which would be a Tuesday. So that gives them four days, but I'm going to encourage you that your first week of homeschool only includes two to three days. And you're thinking to yourself, why would I do that again? Why would I start uh, later in the week? Well, this gives you an opportunity to try some things out, but not get yourself overwhelmed and not feel like a failure after your first week when you have just two or three days, then guess what? You have the weekend, you have time to regroup, you have time to maybe do a little more research or time to think about it, time to pray about it. What wasn't quite going well? And then also what was going really well? So by starting midweek, your first week is done in two to three days, and then you have time to think about it and to plan for the next week. So then the next week is five days, but you already have the first couple of days under your belt. It will also help you to not be looking like, oh, I have three more days of this. I have four more days of this, whether it's after day one or day two. It also helps your kids to keep a positive attitude because you've probably been off your schedule and your routine over the summer and suddenly you're jumping into this and maybe your kids aren't quite ready for it either. They might not be mentally or emotionally ready for it. So do a couple of days and everybody then has at least the weekend off and then you can get back into things. Okay. Number two is to have a slow start. So not only start midweek, but have a slow start to the actual curriculum and the resources and whatever you're using to come alongside you. Don't jump in and decide you're going to do seven different subjects or topics in the one day, in the first day. Don't do it. Please don't. I, I implore you. And maybe you don't believe me. That's okay. Try it. And then you'll come back and be like, mm, mm -hmm. because we've all done it. We've all tried it. And then it's just been too much. I'm going to encourage you right here 
to only do two, we'll say two subjects, two topics, two main areas of your homeschool. And that is to do your morning time and then to focus on your reading, writing, arithmetic. So the three R's. And I would actually even pull out that writing and not do that because writing can sometimes be a sore subject with some kids. So maybe kind of feel it out. Now, when I say writing for younger children, this might just be handwriting. For older children, it might actually be writing, writing out a story, a short story, something like that. So kind of feel like the temperature of the room there, <laughs> figure out whether it's something that's important to add right now or not. So start with your morning time. What do I mean by morning time? Some people call it morning basket. Sometimes people call it morning meeting and it doesn't have to happen in the morning. Okay. It's just a name. I, I feel like I need to come up with a better name. If you have a better name for it, let me know. And I know some families will call it like whatever your last name is and then include something fun or, but basically what it means is that you are gathering together as a family and you're doing some subjects together. Now, this also doesn't mean you throw seven subjects into morning time, okay? You only do a couple, two, maybe three, and I want you to end your morning time with a fun read aloud. If you're like, why would I do a read aloud? There are a couple of episodes all about reading to your kids and reading together, and I want to encourage you to listen to those afterwards, and I'll drop them in the show notes so that you can easily find them if you're like, why would I want to include that? Reading is just, is, is fun. And morning time? It's really good to end it on something fun, something like a read aloud. So just focus on doing your morning time together. And now when we start the homeschool year in a lot of places, the weather is nice. Therefore, take your morning time outside. I actually encourage you to do as much of your homeschool if you can outside, if you can keep them focused. Maybe you have a back deck or a patio or a porch and you can spend some time out there. Do that because you know what? The winter will hit before we know it, and we'll be stuck inside a bit more. So I highly encourage you to do some fun things outside as long as you can here in this season. So just focus on your morning time and then doing maybe some math. Again, this might just, when we start off a homeschool year, it's really good just to start off with some review and a lot of curriculum just starts off with review. It's not necessarily throwing them into brand new subjects. So a little bit of math and a little bit of reading, whether this is them reading, if they are already readers, or maybe it's something you just tie into the morning time. All right. So here we go. We've got our two slow ways to start. We have starting off midweek and then we have a slow start with our subjects, but you're saying, Lee, wait a minute. I have geography. We want to do, we have history. We have science. Hold up, hold up. We're going to get to that. That's number three is that I want you to add in sub other subjects one at a time. So this right here, this one, number three, goes beyond the first day. So focus on the first day of just uh, starting midweek, a slow start, and then focus on later on. This later on might be a couple days. It might be that next Monday, or it might be in a couple of Mondays, or it might be a couple of Wednesdays. It might even be weeks later, and that's okay, because you need some time to find your rhythm, find a routine. Everybody gets into this every single year, is different and therefore your kids are a little bit older you are a little bit wiser and just the routine of even things you do in the morning is different maybe the kids being older means that you can do they can do more chores in the morning than they were the other years so you need to just kind of fall into a good rhythm and then add in other subjects one at a time don't wait like two weeks and then be like okay now we're going to throw in all the other subjects and that's four or five other subjects don't do that add them in one at a time. Once you feel good, everybody is settled in the morning time. They know it, especially if this is the first year you're doing morning time and everybody knows what it's like. 
They know the behavior that's expected of them. They know just the feel of it. And you focused on your reading, your writing, whichever you've decided to do that or not, and your reading, then add in subjects one at a time. Maybe that's adding in spelling for younger kids, vocabulary for older kids. Maybe it's adding in history. Maybe it's adding in geography. Maybe it's adding in science or art or music. Whatever the different subjects are that aligns with what your goals are for your homeschool, as well as meets your state's homeschool regulations, add them in one at a time. So just add one. Say you wanted to add in some social studies. Go ahead, add that in and get used to having that added in. That might take only a couple of days or it might take a couple of weeks. Whatever it is for this homeschool year, it's okay. Then add in the next subject. Maybe that's science. Slowly get yourself to build up. We are not recreating the school at home where the first day of school, kids are basically thrown into the deep end and they have the entire day that they have to do every single subject. And it's overwhelming. Our goal is not for this to be overwhelming. Remember that. And you get to create the pace at which your family's life is lived. You get to create the pace of the day. It doesn't have to be running the rat race here at home. It doesn't matter whatever the people are doing in their homes or out in the world. If that is not the pace you want for your family, you don't have to do it. So just add in subjects one at a time. My fourth tip here is to be patient as you establish this new rhythm. Like I mentioned, every single year is different because you are older and wiser and your kids are older and hopefully wiser, maybe at least a little bit more mature. Even just think about, say you have a preschooler or a toddler at home, the difference between maybe ending school in May, June, and just those couple of months till you start up, maybe August, September, October, they have grown probably most likely in stature. They are bigger, they're taller, but they've become more aware of things, maybe more talkative, and they've just grown up some. So there is an adjustment time for everybody, for you and for all your kids, maybe even for kids that aren't of homeschool age. They have to get used to the fact that, oh, mom's going to be here doing some math lessons and get used to however you have it set up for them. Maybe that's during their nap time, so they don't really necessarily notice. Or maybe it's a time that they are playing games quietly or you have activities for them to do alongside of you doing those math lessons. But the entire family has to adjust. Probably maybe even the dog has to adjust. Maybe dog walking times is a little bit different right now. Maybe the freedom that you had over the summer, like, oh, now I have to start thinking about dinner time because we want to be having dinner by this certain time now so we can get done with the evening and get baths and get to bed so everybody is nice and fresh in the morning. So just be patient. Don't be afraid to adjust and to pivot and to change things if it's not going well. And that's why I really suggest starting midweek and starting off slow so that you can just add things in and you can change as you need to. And establishing rhythms and routines is something that has become really important to me, especially when I became a homeschool mom. And it's something that I really enjoy teaching the moms and clarify your homeschool and just creating what does it look like in your family? What is the atmosphere you want to create? What are your goals and how are we going to get to and achieve those goals? And it's one of my most favorite things to do is to see the moms who come in to clarify your homeschool, not having a settled rhythm or it just not feeling like it fits their family and 
going through the process, the step-by-step process of creating their homeschool and saying, okay, we do have a rhythm. And I, they also then begin to feel empowered to shift and to change and to make those decisions, whether they're on the fly or they're decisions that take them a little bit more time to do. And if you would like to be a part of that as well, you can head over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com for all the information. But I just want you overall to be patient as you establish this new routine. Give yourself grace, give your kids grace, and understand that this is also an adjustment for your husband as well, whether he works from home or he works outside the home, no matter what different shift that he's working, you guys are probably going to be a bit more worn out at the end of the day because of adding this new routine until you get used to it. I remember being exhausted the first couple weeks of the homeschool year. And I was like, what is my problem? But I was just using my body and my brain in a much different way of just all the juggling. And even though over the summer, I would probably be much more more physically active. It just took time. And I found my kids as well. They were exhausted the first couple of weeks as well when we would start the homeschool year. So if you notice that it's you and it's my family that were like that, but it can just take some time for the entire family. So be patient. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on anybody else. If you're establishing a new chore routine, just know that it takes time for everybody to get used to it. Okay. What do you think about those tips? I hope that they're really encouraging. Let's go over them one more time. And that is to start midweek. Number two is to have a slow start. Number three is to add in other subjects one at a time. Number four is to be patient as you establish new rhythm. And when you're looking for how to do that, you can head over to clarify your homeschool. But I just hope overall that you are looking forward to this year. There are just so many possibilities for the year and so many amazing relationship building activities we can do with our kids and with our family and just moving everybody just little by little, step by step towards those goals of who are these amazing kiddos that are going to grow into young adults that you want to put out into the world. Now, if you're looking for some fun things to do on the first day of school, this is more of like a, today is more of a bit of a overall kind of way of approaching it. If you're looking for some fun ways, if you go back to episode 71, and I can link that in the show notes, I give you some ideas on some fun things to do on the first day of school. So I hope that you listen to that episode as well and incorporate some of those into your first day, first days, your first weeks of homeschool. Now, if you have questions about homeschool and you'd like to connect with other homeschool moms, I want to encourage you to join the Facebook group. There are a lot of moms who are asking a lot of questions and getting a lot of amazing input. The women in this group are just so just, just amazing. I have been in other homeschool groups on Facebook and I'm like, get me out of here. (laughs) These people are not very nice. They're not kind to one another, not encouraging. And they're basically the opposite of what this group is. So if you want to join that group, go ahead and check out the link in the show notes because we would love you to be a part of it too, because you're amazing too. We want all the amazing homeschool moms to be a part of this group. But friend, I'm excited about your first day, your first weeks of homeschool. Again, whether this is like brand new year one, or maybe this is year do over, or maybe this has been a few years that you've been doing homeschool. I'm excited about it. This is going to be a really really great and amazing year for your family. And I just thank you for letting me be a part of it. Have a good day, join the Facebook group, and then be back here again, the podcast in just a couple more days. 
If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.